Hey everybody, this is Sam with Daily Sports Betting Overtime. And I promised you guys this episode yesterday and got to watching different sports and getting caught up on some pro wrestling pay-per-views and just didn't get around to it. I didn't forget it, but I was thinking about doing it, I don't know, it was late last night, like 10.30 or 11 o'clock. And then I thought, no, tomorrow is August 1st. Technically, that's when my mind starts getting ready for football. NFL, college football, high school football, all kinds of football. And I thought, I really just need to do it on August 1st. So that's why you're getting these. Uh, I hope to send you out um, two, at least two, college football previews on the National Sports Overtime podcast. If you're not already subscribed to that, you may want to. I may throw a bonus episode over here on Daily Sports Betting Overtime just to show you guys what you're getting. But to get most of the teams, they're going to be over there on the National Sports Overtime Podcast Network. So, I'm not breaking down complete NFL teams. This particular episode is about five different teams that when looking at the over-under totals from the sports books, I feel like they're a little off. I'm going to tell you, um, I, w- I went ahead and bet, bet them this morning. And so these uh, numbers should be pretty much on the money unless they change them because it's August 1st. And I'm going to tell you the why. Let's start with the Buffalo Bills. Um, They really strengthened their roster, I felt like, this offseason. Now, they went 13-3 and last year and... I felt like they shocked some people. Now, when I was at Sports Obsessive, um, at sportsobsessive.com, and I was writing for them, they have a writer there that is in touch with the Buffalo Bills. He writes an article on them every single week, and he also does predictions for them in that game, and it's detailed about offensive line, defensive line, the linebacking court, all of that. So if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you want to go to sportsobsessive.com. His name is Tom, and I am sure that he will be more than willing for you to read his articles and stay up with them. All last year while writing for them, he and I had conversations back and forth. Towards the end of football season, I became his editor. And 
I kept saying, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. I can't believe the Buffalo Bills are winning like this. But also towards the end of the season, after I became his editor, and I was reading in depth with his articles, I really started to understand why they were 13-3. and But I think with them strengthening their roster, adding more people, I think early on you're going to see a little bit of a fallback, a regression almost, uh, about their learning. It's going to take the new people a little time to get up to speed. But when I look at their schedule, and I remember what Tom wrote, I can't see there being any reason for them to be under 11 wins unless there's some kind of injury. Now, of course, if they get some major offensive um, injury going on, whether it be somebody maybe on the left side of the line, the quarterback gets hurt, something like that, then yes, you can expect them maybe to be under 11 wins. But I really... I don't see that if they stay healthy, that they can't fairly easily get to number 11. Now, when you look at their schedule, they really do have a tough road schedule. When you're looking at teams like Kansas City, Tampa Bay, um, New Orleans... Tennessee. That's a tough road schedule. You're playing your harder teams on the road, and that is always kind of a situation where you've got to be in control of your team as a coach, and the leaders on your team really have to step up. I think the key turning point, though, is the seventh game at home against Washington football team. It is really a winnable game for them, and I think that's where we truly see are the Buffalo Bills going to be able to take it where they were last year. Because they should be in the 12 to 13 win range. And if they get a couple of those, you know, horrific road games that they've got to play to go their way, they may be looking at 14 wins. So I'm betting Buffalo Bills over 11 wins. At minus 110. Now, this next one hurts me to talk about. Absolutely kills me to talk about. And that is the Jacksonville Jags. Uh, A lot of people who know me have seen me in the last 
guess it's been three months, four months, really jump on the Jaguars bandwagon, and they're saying, I can't believe you didn't do that sooner. You're doing it because you like wrestling real well, and the owner of AEW, who's one of my favorite wrestling promotions, owns the Jacksonville Jags, and da-da-da-da-da. No. They are correct. AEW is one of my favorite wrestling promotions. If I was going to jump on the Jacksonville Jags bandwagon because of pro wrestling, I would have done it three years ago. That is not the reason why I am slowly jumping on their bandwagon. Uh, I was looking at their hats the other day. I plan on buying a hat. And I may end up uh, looking at a hoodie. They're supposed to be coming out with some new designs here pretty soon. So maybe looking at those. If you know me though. I follow teams for coaches. A coach has got to stand for pretty much what I stand for. How I coach. I have to like their philosophy, their how they treat their team, what they believe in. And so with my college football and college basketball teams, you'll see as long as they keep that coach 90, 95% of the time, I'm that college's biggest fan. However, they drop that coach Depending on who they get, I'm usually out there. Um, Indiana, I used to be a big fan of Indiana when I was younger for Coach Bob Knight. I like his style. Now, don't be writing me about him choking players or throwing a coffee cup or anything like that. Um, I'm not going to tell you some of the things that I have done as a coach. Uh, sometimes your temper, sometimes your attitude gets the best of you. I am not making excuses, though, for him choking a player. You should never, ever do that. After he left, fired, whatever you want to call it, I couldn't support their coaches. I have started recently getting back into them because of Archie Miller. However, you know, he just got fired. So, am I going to continue? See, I stopped being an Indiana fan because of their coach. Started getting back into it with Archie Miller. Now they've fired him. Am I going to continue or not? Well, it's that way with coaches. I love Urban Meyer. I loved him when he was at Utah. He follows Tim Knight's E plus uh, O equals R. And um, I believe in that system. And... He brought it to the University of Florida. 
most of you have known that I have been a Florida Gators fan since 1990, um, which is, what, 31 years? Um, I feel like I followed them from the get-go. My dad, like Bobby Bowden, at one of the schools he coached at before Florida State, my dad then became a humongous Florida State fan. Somehow, as I was little, I did not like them. I don't really know why. They were winning constantly. However, I latched on early. Like, 1990. By watching football games with him and watching Steve Spurrier throw the ball anywhere and everywhere. As I got older and grew up with Steve Spurrier, I absolutely loved his cockiness, his smart like nature. I think some of you have picked that up from me. I am also like that. Did I like all the football coaches that came after him? No. Can't stand Ron Zook at all. Um, luckily, I got to go to a football game um, at the University of Vanderbilt and uh, do the cheer about Ron Zook. I like Dan Mullen right now, but what kept me a Florida Gator after Steve Spurrier left was Billy Donovan, who I had followed um, in the 87 Final Four with Providence. I had followed him on Wall Street. I followed him when he became an assistant, a graduate assistant, actually, at the University of Kentucky. And then he became Marshall's, Marshall University's head basketball coach. He was the youngest head basketball coach in all of college. He was there, I think, two years or three years, and then went to Florida. At the same time, I was becoming the youngest head coach in my state. And so I really watched him a lot and got a lot of fundamentals, philosophies, and everything from Billy Donovan. When Urban Meyer came in, one of the first things he did, I think one of his top ten things that he did, was to get with Billy Donovan and them taught coaching philosophy. Not X's and O's per se, but how to deal with parents, how to deal with players. So, that leads us to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Urban Meyer is now their new head coach, as many of you know. You also probably know that Urban Meyer is going to struggle. As most college coaches do early on in their NFL careers, trying to figure out things out. The NFL game runs 
at a so much faster pace, and they hide things so well. I think he's going to have a learning curve. Trevor Lawrence, I don't think, can overcome this absolutely horrific roster that he has around him in his rookie season. They could only make so many moves, you know, in the draft, and they haven't really went out of their way to play the free agent market. Urban Meyer and the cons that own the Jaguars have said they know it's going to take three or four years to really build through the draft, to really build with their own players, to pick up players that have been released, or to pick up free agents that fit their mold. Well, here is how I see it. The number with them is 6.5. So they would need to sweep Houston. They would need to beat the Denver Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons, both of them which they're playing at home. They would need to go on the road and beat the Cincinnati Bengals and the New York Jets. That will give them six wins. Then... You have to look down their schedule of basically murderer's row for them and find one more win to get them to seven. I can't do it. I honestly don't know that they can sweep Houston. I honestly don't know that they can beat the Bengals. Gary V is pumping the Jets up. And to listen to him, the Jags can't beat the Jets. I think they can. But anyway, I don't think there's any way they're getting to seven. So this morning, I placed my bet for Jacksonville Jaguars under six and a half wins at minus 110. Um, Let's go... Back to a winning team. Uh, one of the ones that caught my eye was the L.A. Rams. And I think a lot of people jumped on their bandwagon early with Sean McVay. And I respect him as a coach. I'm not willing to start rooting for them. But, you know, it's really hard not to overstate how big of a pickup they got by trading Jared Goff for Matthew Stanford at quarterback. Um, Matthew Stafford is a veteran that should upgrade this offense immediately. You know, from day one practice. He should be able to take this team that finished 22nd 
in the league in scoring and move them immediately up due to his accuracy and how he handles the ball. Now, last year they also had the league's top scoring defense. There were games that I felt like, you know, the Rams' defense was definitely scoring way more than their offense. And so they've got to find some way not to completely fall off the cliff, not to burn any bridges or anything like that. They've, I'm not saying that they're going to keep up the pace that they did last year being a scoring defense because I don't think they're going to need to. But it would help if they could still score half or more than uh, like they did last year and if they can make some tough stops. Now, I feel like this probably should be the best team in the NFC West. I think they have to, like everyone in the NFL, they have to remain healthy. I think they could, if the cards fall right, challenge to be in the Super Bowl this coming year. And I know so many people are picking Green Bay. Uh, I don't know about that. But for the LA Rams, the number is 10.5. So I'm going over 10.5 wins at plus 105. Then to get to Gary V's Jets, um, their number is six. And I know that everybody is touting um, quarterback Zach Wilson. Guys, I think there's going to be a lot. And I do mean a lot. And I mean to stress that. A lot of growing pains in New York for this rookie quarterback. I pretty much feel sorry for Zach Wilson because... Not only does he have to learn formation, schemes, sets, plays, all of that, he's got to deal with the New York media and with being around basically superstars all the time. I think he has to learn to be a better decision maker. He was really inconsistent with that in college, and I think it's going to be very shocking to him the amount of competition that he's going to see on the field. There is no more going to be his receivers getting a yard of distance on a defensive player and him throwing the ball. He's going to see his receiver get maybe six inches of distance, and he's got to be able to put the ball in there. 
And that's hard for a lot of rookie defenses. Or, excuse me, def- uh, rookie quarterbacks. The Jets' defense has to be able to overcome this part of the offense early on. Because I think they will struggle early on. So can that defense pick up the slack, keep them close in a game while Zach Wilson is trying to figure all this out? I think the Jets do pick up a couple wins at home against teams like the Bengals. And then earlier we talked about, I think they beat the Jags. Um, I don't know that the Jags are going to be able to compete with them. At least according to Gary V. But I think even if the football rolls every bounce towards them, I still think they're only able to get to about 5-12. and 12. Now, can things come together quicker? Yeah. Zach Wilson may be all-world quarterback, and they may make a run and get eight wins. I just really don't see it. So this morning, I put in my bet, Jets under six at minus 120. Then we go to the Detroit Lions, who I had pegged differently until the Matthew Stanford trade. Uh, They hired a new coach in Dan Campbell. He's switching things up. And so I think it becomes a huge learning experience for all of them. Jared Goff especially. Jared Goff has played for the Los Angeles Rams for a while now. Big difference in going to the Detroit Lions, dealing with the snow. Luckily, they play in a dome. He doesn't have to deal with the wind. But Jared Goff really just doesn't have a bullet arm. He doesn't have the type of firepower that Matthew Stanford had. Receivers are going to have to get used to that. He is also not a barking type of leader. So they have to understand that even if Jared Groff is speaking to them in a normal voice or a quiet voice, he still means business. So... What happens with that, with a brand new coach and Dan Campbell putting in what he thinks they should be doing offensively, it comes down to they're going to have to play excellent defense to remain in games. Um, I don't see them doing that. Last year... They finished last in points allowed. So I don't think they have an excellent defense to lean on. And so when you've got your offensive struggling 
with new coach, new quarterback, quarterback not used to the weather, quarterback not used to the receivers, does not have um, a rocket launcher as an arm. I, I just think they're going to have issues, major issues. Now, I know some of you are going to write me and say, hey, Sam, did you see that they upgraded their defense? Yes. Yes, the additions they made were upgrades. But when you're last in, you know, points allowed, and you make upgrades that they made, well, that may take you from last to, what, 24th? They're not going from last to fifth, which is the kind of defense they would need to remain in games for their offense to have even a little bit of a chance. I think five wins is their ceiling, and I don't think they get there. So today, I made the bet, Detroit Lions, under four and a half games, at plus 120. So that's the five teams that stuck out to me. Two winning teams that I felt like they went a little low on, and then three teams that I was mixed on. Now, why am I not betting futures uh, over and under wins on all teams? Well, those of you who have heard future broadcasts with me before, I usually don't bet them at all. NFL season's a little shorter than, say, the NBA or baseball season. I don't like tying my money up in a futures bet that I'm not going to win a whole lot. I mean, the best odds I got was, what, plus 120? That's, you know, not a lot of money for the amount of time that I'm using to tie that money up. So what I ended up doing... I bet half units. I don't want to tie my money up. Now, college, little shorter, probably am going to tie money up more with those futures, but not tremendous amounts. I want my money to be able to play week-to-week-to-week games where I'm getting money back that I can put right back into the sports book on some other game. So that's kind of how I feel with that. If you guys have any questions, comments, problems, protests, anything like that, feel free to write me on Twitter. I'm at Overtime Daily. Uh, DMs are open. You can write me privately. If you aren't on Twitter, you can always write me at dailysportsbettingot at gmail.com. 
I don't care to answer any of you guys' questions. Or if you know something I don't, or you're a connoisseur of a certain team and you feel like you know them better than I do, feel free to share the information with me. I will be more than happy to debate things with you or just to listen to your information and thank you for it. Um, but I have to caution you guys. Do not bet any more than you can afford. Realize that these kinds of bets, when you make them on August 1st, are going to be tied up until January, February. And so you need to realize that you have to be able to survive without that money for six months or longer. If you feel like you have a gambling problem or anyone near you feels like that you have a gambling problem, stop, call 1-800-GAMBLER and get the answer their questions honestly so they can determine what kind of help, support, guidance, and most of all, most importantly, the type of a referral in your local area that they may need to make for you. Guys, as always, I wish you the best of luck on anything that you're watching or you're betting on today and in the future, even if you're betting against me. I'll talk to you guys soon, and hopefully, somewhere, I'll see you down the road.